want to stay in the same situation, then continue doing what you're doing. You guys can get on board and go down this four-lane highway and just rock it out, and you don't have to have a decade of learning process. Meet people where they are. If you want to have all types of clients, be a Rubik's Cube. Meet them where they want to be met. We have to know our numbers. We have to know how much we want, and then what, how many deals do I have to close to make that a reality? What I want to do over the next half hour or so is give you clarity on the items that really are going to generate money for you and allow you to do things you want to do. So if you're not currently being coached by the people in the industry that are doing it at the highest level, then you're working too hard to get there. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast with Kenneth Travis and Sean Zamanoff. Hello, everybody. Sean Zalmanoff here with this edition of Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, and I am joined by one of my partners, Shane Kidwell. Shane. What's up, brother? How are you today? Man, uh, I'm good. I could say I've been better, but I could say I've been worse. You know, that's going to lead us down a, uh, a very powerful conversation that we're going to have today of, about a unique thing that's happened to you. It's happened to a few other people. Um, but hey, before we do that, uh, July 18th and 19th. It is one week from today that you are hearing this, but we have our next live event in Dallas. Shane, it's, you pumped up about going, this one? It's going down in the big D. It is. We, we have a couple special guests. If you're, uh, if you're listening to this later, I don't want you to be so heartbroken by, by our special guests as well too. But if you want to check out this event, or any other events that we have going on, uh, you can just go to our page, nextlevello.com forward slash events, and you will see everything that we have going on and be able to plan your schedule accordingly. So Shane, I asked how you were doing. You said you could be better, and, um, and that's, a, that's a true statement. You could have more use of all of your limbs today. But I also could be worse, and uh, yeah, so... Uh, I broke my hand a few days ago, actually a little over a week ago, and um, my right hand, and I'm right-handed, and uh, I mean, like for us in the mortgage business, how much do we do on our phone and on our computer? Uh, so it was, it, was a, it was definitely, and I'm a busy guy, and kind of the joke around my office is, man, that's the only thing we can do to slow down Shane is we got to step on his hand and break his fingers because... Otherwise, I'm going 100 miles an hour. So yeah, it's it, and it, but it brought up a lot of really good thoughts. And you, I know Sean, you and I had had some conversations around the mortgage industry and my injury. So yeah, it was it was a unique time. I've broken my hand before, but not when I was running a business. So it's uh, definitely a different. You, you got to kind of shift trajectory a little bit. So what lessons are are you pulling out of this for yourself? And really, I mean, what does that thought you when you kind of take a step back and look at the mortgage business or look at any of us running businesses, originating loans and what we really have to do in our lives to continue to, you know, as we say, sharpen our ax and make sure that one broken hand or one setback doesn't derail us from where our goals are and where we're heading to. Yeah. So, I mean, first and foremost, what, what a lot of people don't know about me is like, I, I didn't start my, my business career as a fire, as a, as a mortgage advisor, I was a fireman. And so as soon as I, I broke my finger, like any typical stubborn dude, I thought I'd dislocate. I thought he'd pop it back into place. I thought I'd self, you know, do some self care and splint it. And so it got me thinking about our skill sets and it, it took me back to my years as a fireman. I was a fireman in Seattle 
at the uh, fire station right underneath the Space Needle. For those of you who don't know the city very well, it's a very iconic um, image of Seattle. And at the fire department, in the military, in a lot of you know, these blue collar jobs in life, like you don't just learn one skill. You don't learn one skill set or one technique or one tactic to be successful in your job. You have to learn many. And as a fireman in Seattle, we had fire engines and fire trucks. And for those of you in the fire department, you know there's a huge difference between an engineman and a truckie. But what was unique, and so the truckman obviously, like what a lot of people don't know is those big trucks driving down the roads really don't have any water. They have a, a fire extinguisher, and that's the only fire retardant on the entire apparatus. All they have is ladders and tools, and we're like big gorillas. We like to break stuff. Then you go to the fire engine, and they don't have any of those cool tools. They don't have any of those big studs. They just have these little firemen, engine men, that uh, are dragging hose around, putting out fires. But what's really interesting about the fire department is, even though I was on a truck, even though I would cut holes in roofs and climb ladders, I had to learn all the skills of an engine man. And I had a coach. Uh, and, and again, Sean, you and I and, and the, the, the other coaches in Next Level, we all get coached, right? Like, I think it's imperative that you're always making yourself uncomfortable. And one of my coaches was a Navy SEAL. And he would tell me stories about his time as a SEAL. And once a SEAL, always a SEAL, but, but, but active duty. And what's so interesting about the Navy, and it's very similar to the fire department, there's a lot of overlays through military and these blue collar jobs, is that if you ask a, a SEAL, hey, are you a, what, what's your, your skill set? And they go, I'm a, I'm a rifle, I shoot a rifle, I, uh, I do uh, close combat fighting, I do demolitions, I do medic work, I'm a sniper. And you're like, wait a minute. And, and what, what that means is, is once, as soon as one guy goes down, or one of the team's skill sets is no longer able to be used, they don't quit. They don't go, well, I'm, I'm done for the next six to eight weeks. Better pack it up, get a cast, go home, uh, go on disability. They go, okay, my number one skill was shooting a sniper rifle. My, my rifle's broke. Now I become the backup medic. Now I become the backup demolition guy. And we don't think about those types of things in business. We react. And what, what most of us do, and myself included, is we're pretty weak-minded if we're really being honest. Like we wake up, the first thing we do is get on our, our phone and, and check what everybody else is doing and start to instantly have negative self-talk. And uh, we go to work and, and we have one skill set. Maybe it's, you know, you're really good at crushing the refi game. And if you are, right now, it's shooting fish in a barrel. It's like a gold rush. And so people are cranking out deals and their numbers are amazing. But the reality is they're really one dimensional. And I think we need to, as an industry of powerful leaders, do a better job of self-reflecting on our number one skill set because, and, and, and what other skills do we have? What other things do we do that generates the highest ROI, return on investment? And so I, I wrote this little notes, these notes down. And, it, and it's, I've had this on my desk for quite a while, but I want to be proficient at as, at as many skills as I can that have the highest ROI at the lowest cost to the most people in the least amount of time. Let me say, say that one, one time. <laughs> highest ROI. So I want to have as many skills. He with the most skills or she with the most skills wins. It's like what they always say, like in our buddy DC says this all the time. The person with the most friends wins. The person with the most skills and the most friends wins and does it in a really cool way. So he or she who has a skill that gives them the highest ROI at the lowest cost to the most people in the least amount of time will win. Now, what you'll notice 
is I didn't say a specific skill set because what, you know, and Sean, you and I have been in coaching groups throughout the years. And what do they do? They say, Hey, every Monday you got to call real estate agents. And every Tuesday you got to get on a little hat with a little pair of symbols and dance around in front of the real estate office. And every Wednesday you got to bake cookies and do pot by like, again, that's a skill set that might work really, really well for you in your market. In my market, if I went to a real estate office on a Monday with a bunch of baked cookies, there would be nobody there. And so that's where for me, we have to have these skills. So when one skill goes down, like if I can't type, well, what can I do to overcome that obstacle to generate activities interactions that are high ROI at a low cost to the most people in the shortest amount of time. So in my case, as I'm sitting here thinking now, I, I got to be honest, and there's really some, one other point I wanted to make, and we're going to, I'm going to bounce around a little bit because it's going to all tie back together. Like most people, I'm a pretty weak-minded guy naturally. Like I naturally am inclined to think negative thoughts. It's from my childhood, you know, being a fireman, I, I, I worked myself into the ground, got a lot of, uh, I had a lot of depression growing up. My father passed away when I was seven. I had a lot of things that all shaped me to be a negative thinking person, really a self-protecting person. So I fight that negative thought, the negative energy daily. And as I broke my hand, the first thing I did, like most people, is I started having pity. I was sitting there pissed off. I mean, this was a totally avoidable injury, like just being stupid, moving furniture. I mean, like typical, you know, dumb, stubborn American husband doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing with a bad back. And uh, I'm sitting here pissed off at the world, pissed off at myself, so irritated. Oh man, here go, there goes my summer and I'm so busy and, how, and I'm, I'm, I'm just instantly thinking weak. And I did that for an entire day. I hurt myself Saturday, all day Saturday, I was just moping around the house. Sunday I wake up, Sunday I'm moping around. And then one, one, like at one point I'm sitting in my car and I look down at my wrist. And on my wrist, what I realized is I still had my hospital band. That band that you get when you go to the hospital that says, you're broken. Here's your name. Here's your information. With this little barcode, we're going to scan you so everybody else can see what's wrong with you. And I realized that as I was reflecting, I said, okay, Shane, like you've had enough pity. It's time to move on. And I looked at that bracelet and I thought, wow. Like where else in life do I have bracelets where I'm looking at the past? That bracelet is a reflection, was a reflection of what I have, had done previously. It wasn't my future, but it was shaping my future because it was a reminder that I was a loser. And I wonder in business how often we do that, right? And so as I'm looking at this bracelet and as I'm looking at my hand and I'm like, my number one skill is gone and I'm a loser. I thought, man, screw that. Like, I, I got to take a different tact. I've got to take my mindset to the next level. And so I said, okay. And this is where powerful people, their gears are turning. I'm like, what can I do to generate high ROI, low cost to the most people in the shortest amount of time with, and then fill in the blank, a broken hand with, a, bat, a bum knee with, an ill child with, a pending divorce, whatever the, with bad weather, with a broken down car, it really doesn't matter. What I decided was for me in this particular instance is I'm going to bomb bomb the hell out of everyone I know because you don't need a hand to do video. 
And so like, I just, as we're yeah, sitting- so, so stop right there for a second. For, for the few people on here who don't know what bomb bomb is, Shane's not flying a plane over their house. But it's, it's a video software that uh, many of us subscribe to. And, uh, and you can record great videos, drop them in emails and text and send them to people really quick. Yeah. And if like, if, if you're hearing this and you're, and, and you're like, I used to be, you're like, well, I can't afford to have a video software. I'm just getting into the business or I'm struggling. Hey, listen, if you got a cell phone, record a video on your phone and send it to your friends, text it to your clients. Like, and I, I just want to be real with everybody here. Like my mom, like the, the cheap one costs like 30 bucks a month. Like, I, I, yeah, I think the most expensive business. Yeah, like the one I have, I think is $44.99. So in our world, if you're a producer and you're a leader, that's basically free. Like we don't, we don't st stress 50 bucks, right? So, you know, Sean, I mean, I just was sitting there and I was thinking, wow, how many people who are, see who are seeking out a podcast are like I was? Weak-minded, you know, self-defeating prophecies where like you, you, if you think you're going to have a bad day, you will have a bad day. If you think you're going to be unsuccessful, you are unsuccessful. How many people have that bracelet on from the ER where they've gone through a divorce, where they lost a deal, where they moved companies and maybe it wasn't the best move or they've stayed and maybe it wasn't the best move or, or, or they took a day off when they shouldn't have and they're just reflecting on the past. And I just, I, I just wanted to challenge and encourage everybody. All you have to do is cut the bracelet off. Like, like there's nobody that's going to hold on to that memory unless you allow them to. And you don't have to hold on to that memory. Just allow yourself to move on from that and come up with secondary skills. Because, and I, I think, Sean, like one thing that's really important for us to just talk about is like, guys, as an industry, we are so one dimensional. Like we're good at one thing. And when that one thing stops working, the first thing we do is blame the market whether it's margin compression or margin expansion or whatever, it's irrelevant. We make an excuse because all we're good at, if we're being honest, is one thing. And man, like Sean, you've got those core values behind you. And so for those of you on the podcast, Sean's got our core values. And the one at the very bottom there is the truth will set you free. Like that's not somebody else's truth. That's your truth. That's you saying, you know what? I'm a fireman and a part-time mortgage advisor. I'm working 80 hours a week. My marriage sucks. I'm kind of miserable, but I'm stuck in this rut because of my pension and my, my really suffocating security blanket. And so the truth for me was give up your pension, quit your job, retire early, and, and at the age of 34, start over. And I did. And man, like that first step in the right direction was like the most powerful thing. It's changed my entire life. And I just think for people, we do this all the time where we sit back and we're lamenting the past. We're building stories for our future that will never happen unless they're, unless we believe they will, and then they will. And we're not improving our, our secondary skills. You know, it's interesting. We, uh, we just wrote a class for our, for our peak performers group inside of, of next level that deals exactly with this in our mindset. And we get to these certain levels of happiness that, uh, that we have to bring ourselves down from and we can't break through. And it's a couple hour long class. So we can't go into everything here uh, today on this call. But as you're, Shane, as you're talking about where, where you are and where loan officers are today, I mean, we are, 
at the, we are just entering uh, what is going to be an amazing and probably pretty sustained refi boom. And there's a lot of people in our industry who for the last, you know, year and a half, because they didn't go develop another skill, they've been, their lifts been dragging along the floor as, as this has been happening. And now their rates are dropping. And, and so, so they're all happy again, but some of them aren't as happy as they were in the last refi booms because they haven't embraced technology. The servicers are way better about refinancing people than they've ever been. And so they may not have some of the same success that they've had before because they haven't developed the skills along the way. There's people who rock the purchase world and you know, they, they don't have the refi skill set up. And you know what? For those of you who are still rocking the purchase world so hard right now that adding refis to your system doesn't work and you don't have the people to hire right now, I'll say for you all, continue doing what you're good at I mean, this is, this is bonus money. This is re, extra retirement money right now. Do the sustainable business because that's what's going to get you to where you need to be. But guys, we should, I mean, it's the summer. We're all making more money right now. This is the time of year where it shines. Make sure that you're taking some of this money and investing in yourself. For, for you loan officers that are killing it in the purchase world, you're killing it in the refi world, make sure that you're still loving on your agents. Make sure that you're warming up those skills so if the winter is slow again, you have more people referring you business and it's slow for everybody else, but it's not slow for you. It, it's so interesting, Shane, when we talk to people like moving the needle for us is not moving the needle for, you know, XYZ loan company out there. I mean, to, for some companies to move the needle, they need to add a thousand or two thousand loans a month. What can you do today? to add five next month. I mean, think about it. if we all did 60 more loans a year, your life is different. Your lifestyle is different in how you work and how you operate. Even for you branch managers on here, five or 10 more loans a month, that really moves the needle on what your P&L looks like. We all know Shane and I both run P&Ls, we run branches, and there's that point where it's just parabolic. You get past X and all your costs are covered. There's a lot of money generated. So you've got to be developing those secondary skills, those third level and fourth level skills to be able to rock your world. And man, there's just not a better time than, than right now, is it Shane? Yeah. I mean, it's an incredible time, but it's also, it's also a time where I, I almost feel like, like for me personally, I actually wanted rates to go up. And if I'm being honest, the reason I wanted rates to go up is I feel like there are a lot of people in our industry that really don't give, uh, sorry about, for saying that, about our consumers and about being good at our craft. And I will tell you, the best firemen, the people that I would go to war for, the people that I would run into a building to get out were the ones that were skilled at their trade. My challenge to everyone on this call, I went from a full-time fireman I, my first three years full-time in the business, I hit top 1%. I generated more revenue in one year than I would have as a fireman in 10 years. And, and I don't say any of that to, to, to you know, puff up my chest. I want to make a point here. I honed my skills. I worked my ass off. What I, what I would hate to see is powerful people falling into bad like practices and behaviors simply because it's easy. Like winners... When it's easy, winners win by even more. 
Like, it's not like if you're running a race and all of a sudden there's wind at your back, you slow down and let the competition catch up. That's an excuse to expand on your lead. Winners do more. Winners double down. If they're really good at video technology and they're crushing the refis, they should be calling agents once a week for two hours. That's all it takes. They should be, if you're crushing it, you should be hiring a part-time marketing admin to help you stay in front of the audience that you're not good at staying in front of. Managers, this is not an opportunity to go buy a Jaguar and show it off to your staff and not even love and invest in your people. Double down with wind in your sales. And what I hate to see is what a lot of these old timers, and I, I'm not saying this because of your age, old-minded people go, hey, I'm back. Look at this. All right, I can stretch my legs back out. It's, 19, it's 1995 again. It's 2003 again. Here I am. It's like, no, my friends, this is a different market. And you will come out of this refi boom and you will have nothing left. So you'll make great money for a year, great money for six months. You'll come out in a year and as the market turns around again and it, it goes more to purchase, gang, look at the charts. Every time the market goes one way, it then goes the other way. If you're a leader, you're preparing for both markets. If you're a leader, you're making hay now and you're making hay later. You're with wind in your sales, you're, you're, you're expanding on your lead and if there's no wind, you find an oar. The challenge is to not be a leader when it's easy, but be a leader now and build for when it's not. Say that again. <laughs> well, there, was, there was two things. That, and it's easy to be a leader when it's easy. It's easy. You know, we all have to prepare if we want to guide our ships and our organizations and the people that are sitting outside our office doors right now to make sure that they survive along with us because we have that duty to them when it gets hard. And uh, something else that you wrote that I wrote down that you said, you know, you got to double down when the wind's in your sails. I mean, this is the time to invest. This isn't the time to, like Shane was saying, you don't need to go buy a new fancy car, upgrade your house. If you can do that and make your business better, that's great. But it's not, this, these aren't the times where we adjust our lifestyle. These are the times where we set ourselves up for success. You know, that's kind of what Next Level is really all about. I mean, this is why we got together. This is why we formed Next Level. This is why we have the live events like the one coming up uh, next week. And, and if you're not making that, again, go check out nextlevello.com forward slash events to see where we are going to be next. We do this because the industry has given us so much and we're trying to give a little bit back. Um, another value that you can't see that's down below me is dollars follow value. And what that means for all of us is the more value that we create, the more money that we're going to make. When I go into a situation, when Shane and the rest of our partners, when we go into a situation looking to create value, which is what you'll see at our live events, when we sell these tickets and people are like, man, you should have charged me $2,000 to come here. And we're like, we know, but <laughs> we'll take, hey, if you want to give us retroactively, we will take your money. <laughs> but, but we know that we are going to give more than we get in payment in return. But the more that we do that and the more that you do that in your businesses every single day, the more you win because the more you build a brand that nobody else can touch because they're not motivated by the same thing. and They're not crafting their business in the same manner. So uh, Shane, you got anything else to add today? Yeah, you know, I just want to say, and again, like, 
I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching with you because I'm just like everybody else, man. Like there's days where I'm sitting back and I'm comparing myself to everyone else. There's days I just want to like hang out and watch Netflix all day. But one of the things that was really, really, I think really unique for me to have a perspective as, as a fireman and then get into this business, like 90%, maybe 80% of what I did as a fireman was training for the actual job. How many of you on this call take 75, 80% of your day to, to make your craft better? How many of you are investing in your success? Like it, what, what a lot of people do is they stumble into it and then instead of investing, they just spend their money. You need to invest in your success. If you want to be a powerful person over the long haul, this is not a sprint, this is a marathon. If you think that the industry is going to go away because of some rocket ship and a couple of online home valuation tools, you're incorrect. It won't go away for me. It might go away for you. You've got to invest to succeed. One of the things that, you know, Sean, we just rolled out a new group called Peak Performers. And what I'm so excited about this group is it's all about the mind. It's all about like, yeah, if you can't figure out that you need to be in front of real estate agents, you're, you're dead in the water. If you can't figure out it's really good to respond to emails in a prompt manner, you're dead in the water. Like we don't need to have high level coaching for that. That's like day one boot camp. Peak performers is about like investing in your mindset. It's investing in being a leader. It's, it's when you don't want to wake up on that Monday morning, you get up anyways and go to the gym at 5 a.m., whatever the case may be. I would challenge you if you're not in a group that's like-minded, powerful people who invest to succeed, get on a different bus. Absolutely. And if you want to hear more about uh, what we have at Next Level as well too, you can download our free app. If you text the word Next Level to 36260, uh, you'll get access to this podcast and all the others that we have recorded. There's links to what we have coming up and uh, you just get a little more. That, uh, that we have to offer and a little more value that we want to share with you. Appreciate everybody listening and watching today. Shane, my brother, thank you for uh, being on this call and uh, y'all have a great day.